This is the Celtics Over Easy Podcast, the show by green teamers for green teamers. Here are your hosts, Paul Dion and Matt Kowalski. Hello and welcome back in to another episode of the Celtics Over Easy Podcast. My name is Paul Dion and as always, I'm joined by my good buddy, Matt Kowalski. Hey. How you doing, Matt? What a we didn't expect to be here at this time last week. Definitely not. Three one lead for the C's closeout game here in Boston tomorrow night. Um, before we get into the series, I just want to do full disclosure to the listeners here. I'm playing injured. Playing hurt. Playing hurt. You're really um, you're brave. Apparently I have allergies. <laughs> I've been in, I've been denied it my whole life, but I finally have accepted it. Um, yeah, yeah, so there may be some coughs. My voice sounds a little off, but <laughs> I'm I'm Jalen Brown in it right now. You know, I'm playing through. Yeah, I know, I know. Our listeners appreciate it. Am I on a minutes minutes restriction, Matt? <clears throat> yeah, I don't think this pod can go uh, more than forty <laughs> minutes, or you know, your voice might give out. Yeah, all I right. don't want you to be hurt for next week. We'll have to we'll have to keep an eye on that. But let's get into this series, Matt. You're you said it yourself. We did not expect to be here. I I feel like I have to give us a little little credit. We, you know. That first win, whoa, whoa! That first win was uh, pretty resounding, and we, you know, we potted right after that. Tried to temper expectations, say, "Hey, this isn't what you should expect. This is still going to be a, a long series." And you know, credit the Celtics; they went out and won the next two games. Um, and I think it's really, you know, it's the Philly steal that's surprising because, right? I mean, we had talked about, you know, if we're going to expect, I said I expected it to be the same as the Milwaukee series, where you know, just home team keeps winning. Up until you know we get to game six or seven, and then we'll see what happens. Um, but oh, that that game three was awesome. Yeah, and I think we were on the same page, you know, after game one, that we did expect this could be this. You know, home team wins every game. Yeah, and that could be how the Celtics have to get through this. But I know for me, I was looking forward to these road games in Philly to see if the Celtics could. Um, you know, get over that hump, win a road playoff game, and just show that they've they've grown and they've learned from from the first series against the Bucks. So I'm with you. I mean, that's that's for sure the highlight over these last three games. Um, but we can't we can't sleep on game two. I mean, I would say Philly responded out the gates in game two, kind of the way that we expected. Um, yeah. We knew they would bounce back. We knew they wouldn't be as flat excuse me, as, as they were in game one. And that's exactly what happened for, what, two-thirds of that first half. Yeah, yeah, no, they came out and, you know, gave the best shot. Um, and the Celtics, you know, did what they always have done <laughs> this season. It's, you know, they they played terrible, and then they decided, oh, we should play better. <laughs> and they went on that crazy run in the second quarter. Um and close it. Whoa, we were down five by halftime when we were we were down twenty at one point in the second quarter. Yeah, and the run was crazy, like twenty-one to five or something. Or yeah, well, going into I think at if you continue, I was watching on Twitter and it, like it continued into the third quarter, and I think at one point the run was like it was like fifty to twenty or something like that. Like we had just t- tore off a plus thirty advantage. I don't know. It was wild. Yeah. Um, and Jalen Brown credits credits the home crowd. Um, yeah, for a lot there, of energy. There was a sequence there, and I, he described it in his post game interview where he said like it's it's something that I'm gonna remember forever. But like, it was like a two minute sequence where 
we went on like a nine zero run, and it was it was maybe as loud as I ever heard it because it was just like dunk, like block shot, like three breakaway, like sti- like it was aw- It was just like nine points in like two minutes, like boom, 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 boom. And it, right. it was sick. <clears throat> I think what's interesting about the three wins for the Celtics so far in this series is that each game has been different. Um, we talked about game one. The Celtics were in control for pretty much that whole game. Uh, they were on fire offensively. We had, what, three guys with 25-plus points. Um, and it was almost like we beat the Sixers at their own game, right? We outscored them. Yeah. Which was not what we wanted to wanted this series to be. Game two, the Celtics were flat early. They fall back behind. It was the comeback game in the series. Um, and then game three was finally this kind of grinded out, you know, physical game where it was, it was low scoring. Um, and that seems like it's more of the type of game that the Celtics wanted to play, but we didn't get that until, until game three. Um, I mean, do you think, um, now, now thinking about back on game four, which we, haven't we haven't touched on yet <laughs> for avoiding that one <laughs> i want to know about game four like where your concern level your concern meter is all right so here's my to be honest i'm not i'm not sure where mine should be so i need you to help me out here i'm not concerned right now it's all about this next game at home um i think you know if if we flipped it and we lost game three and won game four we'd look phenomenal right now. Um, you know, and I, th- I mean, I still think we look pretty, I mean, up three, one, you can't really complain too much. Honestly, right? yeah, so, I think, I think it's the same, you know, now you that I think same? about it, if, it, if uh, I feel like it, I don't know. I mean, you wouldn't have the narrative of blowing, blowing the three. Oh yeah. That, that's the thing that, which has like, never happened hangs. before. Right. And that's kind of like the, you know, the, the, Oh no thing, <laughs> right? Like you don't want to be that team. Um, so that like looms there, but because like, if you lost that, you know, if you, you know, if you let them go up, if, if you went up two one and then you make it three one, there's no, like, like teams fall apart, have fallen apart from that. We, Chris Paul acknowledged that in one of his interviews this, this week. Right. Um, so I think like that's, you know, that's something that like, there's a little bit less pressure on because, you know, we weren't even supposed to win the series. So like if you, you know, if you two one, three one, then you lose somehow, it's a collapse, but it's not like you're the first team in history to blow it. So like that. That narrative is gone, which right. is nice. Um, but I think, you know, you mentioned earlier, you were excited to see them go on the road to Philly and see how they could perform. That game three was everything we could have ever wanted, right? That Like, they did it. They showed up, and then they did the complete opposite in game four. <laughs> you know, everything that we didn't want to see, like getting rattled, foul trouble, turnovers, technical fouls, like it, it all... It all came in that one game, um, which I feel like we should have expected to some extent. Yeah, in in one of these games, in either game three or game four, is that you know Philly, the Celtics won. You know, last night they weren't making shots like they have earlier in this series. Um, you know, they were getting beat up down low, and in the paint. Um, but also they were turning the ball over, which I think speaks to the composure part that you're you're talking about yeah um turnovers really haven't been an issue so far in the series and and they were 
last night, and that I think that was the difference in the game, really. Oh, I definitely think that's true. Yeah, you know the officiating. You know, we can talk about that as much as we want. Yeah, a lot of complaints coming out of this one about the officials, but and to be fair, Celtics have now lost their last straight games that uh, Brothers has officiated. So just, just side note on that. But I don't like. I don't think it was as crazy as people are making it out to seem. Like it was a road playoff game, and that team, you know was on the board on the line of being swept. So like you're not going to get calls. <laughs> so I, right. I don't think it was as egregious as people are making it out to be. I think, you know, as you said, the Celtics turned it over like 15 times or something when we've been like whole, I think it was like, I want to say it ended up being like 15 to five or something like that in favor of uh, the yeah. Sixers. And yeah, that's the game right there. You know, it, cause that's also where um, the Sixers, are at their best when they're getting turnovers and Ben Simmons is is pushing the ball. Um, but, you know, to me, I agree with you. that That's the difference in this series. I mean, Rozier didn't have a turnover for, what, 100 straight minutes or something like that, some crazy number. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, you know that's not sustainable. But I, I don't think – I guess the point I'm trying to make is that I don't think that there's any reason to overreact to what we saw last night. Because the Celtics were in the game, um, they had chances, and you know it was they weren't you know they weren't making the shots like they've used to. And okay, yeah, maybe Philly was getting some calls, but I don't know. To be three up three one in this series is a good spot uh, yeah. coming back home. Yeah, and you know what? It, it's it's really hard to sweep a playoff series. You know, the Warriors aren't doing it in this series. Uh, the Rockets aren't doing it in this series. The Cavs did it. They have LeBron James, and there's some mental thing there with Toronto. The, with Toronto. Toronto sucks, apparently. Um, but you know, for a team who doesn't have a superstar and is not favored to win the series, to sweep the the team that everyone pretty much agrees is more talented um, would be pretty much is is unheard of. You know, so right splitting on the road is is basically best case scenario. Um, they did their job, right? Exactly. That was all. You know. I think Marcus Smart said that you know in his post game, um, his post game interview that you look, we we came into Philly, we did our job, we got one game. Yeah. Um, you know, again, I I get nervous about the whole momentum thing. Maybe yeah, I'd rather so, have it flip flop. But so with that said, <laughs> with that said, at in that being, I can't complain about where you are. I think Game Five is almost a must win. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> I just think like I think you lose game the, five. Like the snowball starts to roll quickly if you lose game five. Like this is the this is the shot to to wrap it up. Right. You don't want to go back to Philly. That's probably a loss. Now you're looking at a game seven where you've lost three in a row. Yeah, you're back in Boston, but you've lost three in a row, and you don't have the best player on the court, or even maybe the top two best players on the court. That's not ideal. <laughs> we can't we can't go down this. Path, you don't want to get down to that game seven road. I can't um, start thinking about this. That you don't want to be there. So like, I think I really liked the attitude of the Celtics coming out of that game. I think there was probably um, not enough urgency to you know end it right there. I think they wanted to, and they probably pregame were saying they were going to. Um, but like it's obviously hard, you know, in Philly. Um, but it seemed like they understood that mm-hmm. and they weren't like 
too shaken by the loss. And, you know, I mean, some of the comments kind of already got me fired up for game five. And I think like, like Morris was like, I'm ready to play right now. Like, like I'm not worried about it. Like let's, I, I want to get back out in the court like now. And smart said something about like stepping on their throat. <laughs> and they're, like, they're like their pit bulls or something. Yeah. Coming for blood or yeah. Some nonsense. about. That. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I, f- I felt like they had the right mindset coming out. Like, okay, that's their one time to end this. So they're saying the right things. And you know, the thing and is I think too, the crowd is going to be out of control. Um, so hopefully, you know, hopefully we can just end it. Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think something too to you know to think about or look at for game what happened in game four. But wasn't was TJ McConnell the difference in that game for for the Sixers? I mean, he came off yeah, with energy yeah. and had 19 points in his first start in the postseason or something like that. Um, you know, I I can't imagine he's going to have a similar impact in Game Five up here in Boston. So the way that, you know the reason I think I still feel. I feel good about the Celtics in this series, and I think we all should. But Ben Simmons still hasn't really gotten on track. And it feels like Philly hasn't been able, and Brett Brown hasn't been able to figure out, okay, what can we do to get Ben Simmons going? Yeah. Um, because it was really TJ McConnell well, in game I, four that provided a spark for, for the Sixers. Yeah, and I, I think they're just going to lean on it. Uh, I mean, he started game four, and I would assume he's going to start tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um I think that's kind of what they're going for. It's just like taking the ball a little bit away from Simmons, having McConnell run kind of point. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it is Simmons. I mean, he, he had a better line, I guess like final like box score kind of thing. He had 19 points, 13 rebounds, but he was only a plus five. Um, whereas McConnell was a plus 18 and beat was a 22 and Reddick was 17. So he's still not like being that um, like, decisive player out there that we saw during the regular season. Right. Um, I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting like that. I think I still think that like last five minutes of the game is going to be like a really, I, I think even in this game four, you, you could see it again is once, once you, once Brett Brown has to make that decision of who's, who's my, who are my five guys for these last four minutes of the game? Um, it gets tough. You know, are you going to, are you going to put Covington out there is McConnell going to play? Is is Simmons going to... Like, we've gone on these huge runs when Simmons is on the court. So, is Simmons going to be out there? Um, and I think even all the mistakes that the Celtics made in this game four, you know, if a few shots go in, I think that we, we call the timeout with like four minutes left and we were down ten. And we jacked up two threes. Yeah, I think it was like Rogier and Morris. Yeah. And they both rimmed out or something. If those two fall, like, you're looking at you know, a four point game with four minutes left. It's a completely different. Right. I, I still felt at that point in the game, I still felt like there was a chance yeah. that they could pull this out. The Simmons, the Simmons thing will be interesting, you know, it, cause you would expect that he has the ability to break out of, of this slump. And I, you know, I know that the stats for game four were slightly better, but I just felt like the impact he had in the game just wasn't there. Yeah, and it I wasn't, wasn't. I wasn't scared of it him. It wasn't efficient. You know, it's like the, the 19 points. I think, like he was six of 15. It was like mostly dunks, layups. You know, I mean, which is his game, right? But it wasn't. It was more like broken plays. It wasn't like he was cutting us up, getting to the basket. You know. No, yeah, exactly. You know, the, there's a place where he got 
um, right under the hoop and was able to, to dunk at home. Yeah. Those, those are the things that kind of jump out in my mind. Um, and I just think that's crazy that, and I think it speaks to the, the job that Brad Stevens and the Celtics have done scheming against him that I've gotten to the point in this series where I'm not even really scared of Ben Simmons. Um, I feel like I have a hot take. I don't know what you think about this. I feel like I'm also not that scared of Embiid. <laughs> I think I'm scared of, I'm terrified of JJ Redick, but I, I feel like Embiid's, honestly, Matt, I agree with you. Embiid's I, I was kinda, thinking the same thing. He's kind of gotten his in all these games. He's kind of had like a similar stat line, and it's never been. I don't know. It's never made. It's never concerned me. I I feel the same way. Yeah. You know he's. Yeah, he's made a couple threes. He's he's gotten he's gotten down low. Um, I think Al and whoever's guarding him, they've done a pretty good job on oh, him. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know what his shooting numbers are, but he doesn't feel like he's been the most efficient scorer for the Sixers. But but I'm the same way, man. That's why I think I I still feel really confident going into tomorrow. Is yeah. that game four? Watching it, I I didn't feel like like the Sixers figured out something that the Celtics don't have an answer for. No. I think they just played better. I think the Celtics just played terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they made, you know, the, they turned the ball over and they didn't make as many shots as they have in, in earlier games to kind of make up for that, for those mistakes. Um, It's it's interesting. And then when you think, you know, just keep, just keep going on this Philly train because one, I don't know if you know this, Matt, but Philly's been favored in every game. Oh, I'm aware. Um, <laughs> Nine points in game three. Yeah, nine, it's nine crazy. point games. Game the Celtics won. So, <laughs> um, and I believe they're favored for tomorrow as well. It's not as big, but yeah. So this is finally swung, and I, it's made me feel happy. Philly's favored by one now. They're still favored though. Yeah, I mean, which is but like it being down to one is is such a. I mean, yeah. So in the in the Philly games, it was like I think it was nine, and then game four was like seven. Um, and I think game one and two was like four or five for both of those two we got it down to one that's almost that's almost being favored i'll be curious to see if it moves before game time yeah um i mean how but it's crazy you, it's taken till game five for that to kind of move down yeah and they're still not favored which is crazy i mean it's crazy that a team up 3-1 now playing at home is not the favorite <laughs> who hey, has not, i love it who's I not yet it. lost at home in the playoffs i think it's great yeah, I no, think it's great. Keep it. Keep it a Philly. That's fine. But if you look at the point I wanted to make is that if you look at the Sixers, you know, they went on that massive streak towards the end of the season. Yeah. If you actually look at the schedule, they didn't play that many difficult teams. Yeah. They played a lot of teams that were they're in the lottery and then you know, they clearly were just it just outmatched Miami in the first round. Um and I'll tell you, Matt, what pisses me off and it, it's it's starting to piss me off in the first round, and now just playing the Sixers in this series, it's making it even more clear <laughs> the cockiness and the arrogance of that team. And it's really Embiid. Um, you know, there there was something on Celtics Reddit today that was basically saying, you know, people used to think that you know Embiid, all the stuff he says and he does, was kind of funny. Yeah. But now, like once you play him in a series, you realize that it's it's not funny. It's kind of annoying, <laughs> and it's yeah, it, it's, it's, it's kind of embarrassing. Like that, I feel like, 
I mean, they're down 3-0, and they finally have, have a lead, and he's, like, talking shit to yeah. Marcus Morris, who's given the 3-0 sign. Which was awesome. Which was awesome. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, they just have, like, a sense of arrogance and um, cockiness that really shouldn't be there. Yeah. Um, they're talented, for sure, those two guys, but they haven't proved anything yet. Um, so that makes me want to want to close out this series even more um, tomorrow night. Yeah, I, I need it to end tomorrow. <laughs> it, it will. I think it will. I think it will. You know what I? So what I was thinking about prior to Game Four. Um, I thought we were gonna win. By the way, prior to Game Four. Yeah, I had the brooms out Saturday. I was. I was. I mean, I. I, I was prepared to lose, but I was hopeful. Um. That's but, a great, actually, that's a great attitude to have, by the way. <laughs> Always being prepared to lose, prepared but to hopeful lose. to win. It's a lot to ask for a sweep in the NBA when you for sure, for sure. have been favored in a single game. <laughs> um, I think it's interesting that going into a game where you're down 0-3 and you're at home, that you don't even consider putting in faults. Yeah. Right, like I, I, I just, well, you went, you go to T.J. McConnell. Right, that's the thing. You know, you know how terrible is that of a sign for that, like for him, that you're down 0-3. Your coach is looking for something to change it up, a spark plug, whatever cliche you want to use, and the answer is T.J. McConnell, not your number one draft pick. You have a good point. If there was any time you were going to play him, right? it at, would be at game home three. down 3 You have nothing to lose. I don't know. I, I thought it was really interesting that like he didn't even get. I mean, he didn't even take his sweats off. You know, it's not even like he got in for a minute, like some garbage. He, you know, you could have put him in for what the final minute of the half or something like that, just to get him out. He, you know, he's not even considering going in. Right. Um. I just think that's really interesting. <laughs> I I agree, and I think that whole Fultz Tatum aspect of the series is one that. Has been talked about. Probably hasn't been talked about enough. But it has not. I want to hear more about it. Yeah, because now everyone just compares it to Simmons, and it's like, well, you know, there's another guy. Oh, that's another comparison that (laughs) that bothers me. Well, yeah, fucking. Well, who's who had the game on on game three? Was it ESPN or was it TNT? Who's Doris Burke work for? ESPN. ESPN. That's ESPN. ESPN had the graphic of the 2017 draft class, and they had Ben Simmons on it. It's like, uh, no, try again. You know. Okay, it's one thing to tell me Ben Simmons is a rookie this year. You can't just fake the year that he was drafted. He was not drafted in 2017. Right. He's not part of the 2017 draft class. Right. It's like you can't just change history there, ESPN. <laughs> easy, easy ESPN. Even though pump, they have they, have a, the they have a tendency to do that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I agree. I think it hasn't been talked about enough at all. I mean, Tatum in these games. Tatum scored 20 points every game. <laughs> Did he get 20 last night? Yeah, that final three that he hit with like one minute left. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I was like so I was so pissed that Brad took everyone out except for him. I was like, are you Brad, get him out. Like until what, he got the until 20. he hit that three, and I was like, oh, all right. That's that's fine. <laughs> but you know, like we're especially now with Jalen with his hamstring injury. Yeah. We're going to Tatum even more to create shots. He gets matchups with like Sarich and some of these bigs. He's going at him. And Fultz is like a, the water boy on the bench. And Fultz you, is literally sitting on the you bench. You see the, the the little video of him chanting TJ from TJ McConnell. Yeah, TJ, TJ, T. It's like, dude, 
it, do you know that he's playing over you? <laughs> like, what you? And then, oh, it pissed me off when the guy on TNT, who was like, oh, you know, like this is just a good experience for him. Like, but, but look at him, he's number one, number one cheerleader, number one fan. I was like, yeah. well, he also was the number one pick in number the draft. One draft picks. But we your, got your our biggest, guy, your cheerleader. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, you know, who's getting good experience, Jason Tatum. Right, he's Jaylen trying to close Brown. out a series right now. Yeah, but. Yeah, Tatum, I wanted to talk about him a little bit because he's – God, man. He's so good. <laughs> God. Um, they were talking about – so I was listening to Bill Simmons' podcast, which um, which I think he put up last Friday. But he was basically talking about how Tatum, as, like as a rookie, as a 20-year-old, is better than what Paul Pierce was at this – as a rookie. Yeah, he's not saying you know he's gonna be better or whatever. But Pierce like, was Pierce had two years. He stayed in college. He came out as a junior, right? Yeah, Pierce played three years in college. Bill said so. Like, you know, just Pierce said it was three older, years older, than more Tatum experience. Point, yeah, and Tatum is better as a rookie than Paul Pierce was. And dude, like you just said, the experience. That's you know, right now we're in the moment, right? We want I want them to win this series. I want them to go as far as they can. Yeah. But when we're looking back on this season, you know, whenever it ends, we're going to be talking about the experience that this guy got. And not only just him, I mean, all, all these young guys on this team. Yeah. But it's unbelievable. Like, he's he's carrying the Celtics right now in certain plays. He's the guy that we go look to to try to get us a bucket when, when things kind of get out of hand. Yeah. You know, the other thing that I thought was intriguing that uh, – I think came up in that podcast. And if not, it was definitely a ringer article or something. Um, just kind of this, this question about how tall he actually is. And if he's grown since he got drafted, Oh, oh God, it got me really excited. <laughs> he's still growing. <laughs> Jeez. He could be dude. He's only 20, but I think he's listed as like six, nine or something like that. Or six, eight. And it was questions about if he's taller than that at this point there. I've seen a sure. lot of, a lot of pictures of him compared to Al Horford, him compared to Jalen, and like kind of doing some height height checks. <laughs> <laughs> and I I just started thinking about Kevin Durant. Uh, they <laughs> minds just started wondering. Yeah, I think it's hilarious that like in the NBA, you you can't, no one actually knows how tall everybody is. Yeah, like you'll be like Joel Embiid, he's seven foot. Like, you know, he may be seven two, like yeah. seven three. Like no one actually knows. It, it is funny that like in this age of information, you know, you look at like a program and it's like, all right, the guy's name, the guy's number, it's got his birthday right there, and it's got his height, and no one just knows if any of that's true. Right. <laughs> even though, even is the that ages. really his birthday? Is that really how tall he is? <laughs> Can it's we hilarious. just measure him? What are we like? What are we doing? <laughs> um. I want to talk about your guy too, Shane Larkin. Oh, he's not my guy. <laughs> I know, but you've been talking about him a lot lately. You don't want him to play. Yeah, now he can't. It's fine. Hurt shoulder. Is he out? Is he out tomorrow? I, I don't think they've said yet. Okay, but it, it looked like he was going yeah. to be out. Do I think it's going to be a, a factor? No. And okay, just want to make sure. <laughs> just want to make sure you've had any had any concerns about might, Shane over there. No, I'm all right. Shane's, um, Shane's fine. He can be our cheerleader. He can he can play. He can guard faults. Okay. All right, that's fine. What do you Let's preview tomorrow night a little bit more. I just want to want to know kind of what you're looking for in this game, uh specifically how you think it will play out. Is it going to be another kind of grind it out like game 3? 
Um, or do you think there's a chance that the Celtics can get some momentum and maybe build the lead in this game? Or or is Philly going to come out come out strong as well? Um, I want the Celtics to come out aggressive for sure. You know, let, let's let's roll out of the gates. Um, I think the first half for sure will be close. I can see, like, this <laughs> this is what I want to see. I want to see Philly get rattled in the second half and give up. That's what I can see happening. Like you know, the the way the the reality of being down three one, uh, on the road with the Celtics fans screaming their heads off might hit them at some point. Right. And you know, I think you could see like we hit the fourth quarter. They're down twelve, and they just pack it in. Um, it's a young, you know, it's a young team. They don't, you know, I feel like I don't know. That's something that I'd be looking for. Obviously, if the Celtics. Uh, I think otherwise it'll just be a close game the whole time. So I, that's probably how it'll play. I'm out. leaning more towards a close game, but I do think I agree with you. The crowd's going to be nuts, and I do think that that will propel the Celtics to an early lead. Yeah, but I do feel that the Sixers will be able to come back, um, and, and get it close, maybe maybe tied up or something like that. But I do think the Celtics are going to have to grind this one out to kind of to kind of get the, get the win but I think I think they'll do it um I don't want to jinx him or be too confident but it just seems like one the Celtics they know how to beat them th- at least in terms of the game plan like you said earlier they've been saying all the right things coming out of this game for a loss we have Brad Stevens as our coach who one is a genius and two He's not going to let these guys. He's going to put the team in the right mindset. That's for sure. Yeah. Um and I think they're pissed off that the Sixers kind of were talking shit down 3-0 um in game 4. Yeah. And I think that's going to focus them and motivate them uh to close this close this one out. Um I'm excited for it. And then then you know maybe next week we'll talk we'll be talking about uh Matchup with with the with the Cavs, yeah. So if if or I guess if the Celtics close it in, I think it's if six games are under. So as long as it doesn't go to seven, um, the Cavs game will be Sunday, or the, yeah, the first game with the Cavs will be Sunday. If it goes seven, I think the first game is Tuesday. Oh, that. That doesn't work with the podcast. Or maybe, my, I don't, maybe, yeah, I think it's Tuesday. Um, so let's close it out. Let's get that get Sunday it, I afternoon. Think so I think it's Sunday at three would be what it would be. Uh, Ooh, perfect time. Maybe. Perfect. perfect time. Well, Sunday afternoon. Uh, is there anybody specifically that you want to talk about in terms of winners and losers? Um, on 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 either end, either somebody that you consider is you know, a big winner that we haven't really touched on in this series so far. And then someone that, you know, might be, might be on the loser side. Hmm. I mean, I know who I want to talk about. I mean, we've talked about Tatum and Jalen a lot in Horford. I think maybe a winner for me might be, it might be Baines. I feel like he's okay. All right. He's done a pretty good job out there. Uh, obviously, you know the Embiid he thing. threes. <laughs> he got a little crazy with the threes in Game Four. 
<laughs> I don't know. Maybe I have to take away the winner. for. He took six threes. Okay. That's kind of a lot. He made two. It's not bad. But he started getting a little three happy. I mean, I think it all depends on the situation. Yeah, well, well the if situation... If clock's running down and he's... No, in, but the situation is they're not covering him, which makes sense. And he's just starting to take them now <laughs> instead of like... I don't know. It's funny. I, though, genius Brad Stevens, it did pay off that one time. You know, he he actually got Embiid to go for a pump fake and he drove a closeout. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was go- yeah, I was going to bring that up. And he got his that was unbelievable. kicked to the curb, but it's <laughs> all right. Never hilarious. thought I'd saw Aaron Baines driving a closeout. Yeah. Um, but he, but he's been good. I mean, he's defensively. I think he's been solid. You know, he takes a beating. He gets dunked on all the time, and he yeah, just keeps fighting. He doesn't really a, give a shit. He's so a, he's a warrior out there. Um, I think. Yeah, and I, I've always felt you know, it, he's played some pretty solid minutes for us. Uh, for over twenty, almost every game. 30 in the yeah, first they need the first him. They need so him to get to card. You know, and I always feel good with him out there. I don't, I'm not like, you know, he, he, he does his job. What'd you think about Rogier and, uh, Embiid kind of, that was funny. I thought Terry's got the the biggest nuts <laughs> like on the East coast, <laughs> but like <laughs> maybe in America, I don't know. Dude, it, dude is fearless. Yeah. And then, Oh God. The fact that like coming out of that, out of that like review, Embiid draining a three and then Rozier come back and draining like a thirty footer was awesome. <laughs> just like, I mean, you knew Embiid is gonna do something like that, but the fact that Terry just doesn't give a shit and just pops like he wasn't. It's not like he was open. Like he just stepped yeah, back. It was, deep it was like thirty feet. And he's like, I'm putting this up, and he just drains it. <laughs> so, yeah, he has balls, dude. He's, he's got big ones. Um. He he's he's huge tomorrow as well. I mean he's been this whole series, yeah. Uh, but he's been better at home throughout the whole playoffs. So so I feel good about that. I think Jalen Jalen's going to be a huge factor too. Um, he definitely didn't didn't have it in Game Four. No, um, he was know, in foul trouble. Yeah, and I think that's that's definitely like I know we said the refs weren't as big a factor as everyone's saying, but you know, knowing how to play in foul trouble is definitely difficult. Um, I think like that definitely affected them at some points. You know, you saw a lot of easy layups once people started getting fouls. Um, You kind of takes that physicality away because you're like handcuffed. Especially Jalen's out there playing with five in the third quarter. (laughs) Right. And there was one point in the second quarter where it was, I think it was Jalen, Jason, Morris, and maybe Marcus Smart. And there was somebody else that they all had three fouls in the second quarter. It was like three wing players. Yeah. Um, which is tough, especially in a physical series like the one that we've had. <coughs> but yeah, I mean, I can't think of any other any other guys on the team to really pinpoint out. I think it's been the same three, four guys that have stepped up for the Celtics um this whole series. Which is something that we weren't necessarily ready for. We thought it might have to be one one guy each game. Uh, anything else about tomorrow you wanna you wanna touch on? Anything that you're looking for before we uh we go around the league? No. Nope. NBA league pass roundup. There's not a lot of not a lot of league left. We got a few. No, these second round series have all not been close. No. Um any more thoughts on Cleveland overtaking 
sweeping Toronto in kind of a really murdering, embarrassing way. Murdering Toronto, ending Toronto. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. Do you I think, don't know do you think you do. Cleveland's figured it out or no, that Toronto just Toronto's got mental thing going got, on there? They've lost 10 straight playoff games to, to the Cavs. That's hard to do. Right. That's That's really tough. I don't know how you come back from that. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed that's not a series. Yeah, I, f- I am for sure. I think – so, I don't know. The Cavs thing is, is really interesting. I I don't know what to think. And we'll get it. We'll get into it next week. But Hopefully. You know, the Pacers took them to seven, and Toronto got swept. <laughs> what – where's the middle? You know, I don't I – don't, yeah. I just don't know what to think. I think – you know who I think the difference might be is I think it's Kevin Love. He's playing better. Yeah. Oh, for um, sure. That's true. He had he had a terrible series uh, against the Pacers. And you, honestly, I've kind of forgotten about him. He's been so marginalized this season and really his whole time in Cleveland. But, um, you know, he is yeah, an all-star. I think he had a couple 30-pointers in this Raptors series, right? He's, I know he's been shooting lights out. Uh, I, I so that could that be part is, of it. That is a huge factor, you know, because people say the – you know LeBron's doing it on his own, but I think, you know, the games where he literally, literally has to do it like completely on his own, right? Are are like it's it's you know it's almost impossible. But then you know if he can get like twenty out of Kevin Love and then do the rest on his own, it makes it you know doable for them. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see if we'll see if they're for real. Yeah. Um. All right. So we got Game Five tomorrow here in Boston, eight o'clock start. Oh. Yeah, any yeah. Let's just uh stay tuned for any, you know, Gordon Hayward announcements, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Is that serious? Is that a serious tease? Just I don't I mean, I don't know anything. But I'm just saying, if you win this series, oh my god. You got to start considering. <laughs> no. I'm not I'm not letting you say this. I'm not letting you PJ, say. This. The next series isn't going to start until what is it? May 13th. And that means the finals wouldn't start until June. <laughs> okay. We're talking June basketball here. <laughs> you know that Danny Nage said he can't even like run right now or he can't even jump. I've seen him jump. Okay. I've seen him run. Okay. Saw a nice Instagram video of him stomping on remember those little rocket things you had as a kid where you like the stomp on the air thing and the rocket shoots up? Yeah, he can do that with that foot. Oh, so you can play basketball. Stepped on an air cannon. All right, I'm put I'm putting into this. <laughs> just just focus on game five, Matt. All right. Just saying, maybe you don't want to get it hopes up, but like once you're in the next series, maybe you gotta uh, no. No. <laughs> no. I'm sorry, bud. I'm sorry. If you beat the Cavs and you don't you go to the finals and you, you don't play Gordon Hayward, it's gonna be so sad. I think they I don't think that's gonna happen, so Alright. All right. So I'm not getting my hopes up. Nope. But let's take care of Philly first. Keep them low. You know, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. This was the Celtics Over Easy podcast. We want to thank everybody for listening. And uh, hopefully we'll be talking to you next week to uh, talk some Celtics Cavs. We'll, uh, we'll see you then.